Gary Hose ran away from home when he was just six years old. When police found him, they brought him back to his mother. The problem is, he disappeared again soon after, and he was never found. His older brother claims that his mother unleashed on the young boy, then buried him near the edge of their property. In reality, no one has any idea what happened to him, but his loved ones are determined to find answers. So I just wanted to jump in here and make a super, super quick announcement. So this isn't going to be a huge ad plug or anything, but I just wanted to jump in and quickly let you guys know that if you've tried to make any purchases on the tynots.com merch store and the website just hasn't let you do that, I've now got that issue resolved and the website is working like it should. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but basically I just had it set up wrong. And anytime you try to place an order, well, you'd get to check out and it would just spin and spin and not actually load anything. But the website's working great now, so if you were wanting to grab some merch, feel free to do that now. Everything should work as it's supposed to. But anyway, back to the video. Gary Hose was an ordinary young boy who lived with his mother and stepfather near Cave Creek Road in Phoenix, Arizona. Gary had a twin brother named Jerry as well as two other brothers named Guy and Jeff. All of the boys attended the same school, Campobello Elementary. The family didn't have a ton of money, but they did fairly well for themselves. They had a decent home in Phoenix, but hardly anyone knew what was going on behind closed doors. The family's real-life true crime story wouldn't come out until many years later after their unsolved crimes had already been covered up quite well. Rumors circulated that the children were treated very poorly. Their mother and father would often treat them as if they were second rate. And many of the disturbing true crimes that took place in this home are truly unspeakable. To the point that if I mentioned even a fraction of what these kids went through, this video would be taken down within minutes. The parents, Charlene and Walter Hose, were known for being quite evil people. In fact, Gary's brother Guy remembered growing up in his parents' home and said, quote, Our stepdad was evil to the extent that he went a little crazy with the belt. But it was our mother who was responsible for the broken bones, the hospitalizations, and everything else. I got a fraction of what the twins got. It was horrific what the twins went through. I don't know how crime detectives weren't able to pick up on this, but it seems that the police either missed the crimes altogether or just turned a blind eye. Jerry was known for being the quiet twin. He did his best to stay in line and stay out of his parents' way. Gary, on the other hand, was known for testing his boundaries. I don't know how he managed to grow up like this considering the lengths his parents would go to in order to punish him, but regardless, Jerry remembers his brother being quite defiant. According to his brothers, Gary was the one who spent the most time in the closet. Now, this wasn't because he was hiding from his parents or hiding any secrets from them. It was because this was his parents' preferred form of punishment. When their children were out of line in their eyes, they would lock them in a closet for hours on end. Gary was no stranger to this closet, and it seems as though he likely spent the bulk of his six years of life inside of it. It was April 30th, 1974, when Gary would finally have enough of his parents' crimes and he became a missing person. We don't know for sure whether or not his parents knew that he was missing or that he had even run away. However, at some point that evening, police were passing through the area when they found the missing boy wandering the streets alone. 
Unaware of his situation at home, detectives picked the boy up and brought him back to his parents' house of horrors. It seems the parents did a great job at hiding the various crime scenes that could be found around the home, as no criminal investigations were launched against them when officers returned little Gary to their home that evening. It was Guy, Gary's brother, who first discovered that his brother had been missing that night, aside from his parents, of course. Guy recalls that he woke up in the middle of the night when he heard screaming coming from the front of the house. When he ran over to see what was going on, he found Gary in the living room after he'd just been subjected to his parents' cruel and unusual punishment once more. According to Guy, this was the final time he ever saw his brother. He went missing again the following day and was never seen again. Guy says that in his eyes, he felt as though his brother had gotten lucky. Guy believed that his brother had finally escaped the captivity of his evil parents and had been adopted out to a loving family. In reality, the dark and sinister true crime that had taken place would not be uncovered until decades later. Just a few days after Gary went missing, Walter and Charlene decided they wanted to leave the family's home and move into a trailer in the middle of the desert located on a three-acre plot. The brothers recalled that the family lived on this plot of land for about a year. Then they left, never speaking of the property again and never returning to visit. The family simply packed up, left the trailer behind, and moved to Boise, Idaho. This is where the case takes a truly disturbing turn, and things really began to heat up for the Hose family. When the children were transferred to Eagle Elementary School in Boise, one of the teachers noticed that Jerry's face, legs, and back were covered in bruises. The teacher immediately called crime scene detectives to gather evidence and collect witness testimonies from the boy and his brothers. Incredibly, the police conducted a very thorough investigation and Charlene, their mother, was found guilty of a felony. Unfortunately, she wasn't given any jail time, but she was given about five years of probation. Thankfully, by the time Jerry was about 14 years old, he was removed from the home of Walter and Charlene and given to a foster family who treated him quite well and adopted him. Sadly, Guy and Jeff remained with their parents, but considering they weren't subjected to even remotely the same amount of cruelty, this may not have been as terrible as it sounds, though still not a great situation. If you thought that was a pretty twisted turn of events, well, strap in because things only get more incredible from here. By the 1990s, Guy and Jerry had come forward. They spoke with FBI special agents and crime scene detectives and reported that they believed their parents had murdered their brother on that fateful evening back in 1974 and covered their tracks. The brothers said that they had reason to believe that their parents had buried Gary's body on the three-acre plot of land in the desert all those years ago. Police took the boys' witness testimony seriously and gathered a team to dig up the property in 2015. However, after scouring the area and digging up every square inch of ground and even bringing in sniffer dogs, no evidence was ever found. However, since this investigation got so much media coverage, it prompted another witness to come forward, the boys' former babysitter, Dora Wolf. Dora recalled witnessing firsthand the cruel treatment that the Hose boys were put through. She said that when she first began babysitting the brothers, that their mother told her to lock the twins in their bedroom and deprive them of food and water if they acted up. Dora says that she ignored these instructions and fed the boys a normal, healthy meal. She says she had no idea that Gary had ever gone missing. 
By the time the family loaded up their belongings and moved to their trailer in the desert, she'd been relieved of her babysitting duties, and as it would turn out, none of the adults in Gary's life ever told anyone that Gary had gone missing. It wouldn't be until the brothers were adults in 1994 that an official police report would be filed. Another witness came forward to shed more light on the abuse that the boys had suffered. A neighbor of the Hose family, Mary Fields, spoke of how she would often save the boys from sitting in feces-filled cribs when they were babies. She recalled how the children would call her grandmother and would often hear the screams of the boys as their mother mistreated them. Mary described Charlene as a cruel, evil woman who was severely mentally ill. Mary once pulled Walter aside and begged him to get Charlene the help that she needed, but he refused to go to police or doctors with his true crime confessions. Mary even had a close call with Charlene one time herself, who charged at her with a kitchen knife. Mary didn't just sit back and watch this all unfold, though as she often spoke with police, detectives, and protective services to try to get the kids the help that they needed. But this never did any good, and her witness statements were often ignored by investigating officers. All of this information was important to the case, but Mary had more disturbing evidence to add about the night that Gary went missing. She told authorities how that night, Walter came to her patio and began relentlessly banging on her front door, scaring her and her dog. Her husband was in the hospital at the time, and Mary was nervous to open the front door herself. As she was getting her robe on to see what Walter needed, he'd gone missing before she could even open the door. Mary believed that Walter was there to confide in her that Charlene had killed Gary, as Walter would often confide in her when Charlene turned the abuse to him. Despite the searches on the three-acre property, Guy firmly believes his brother is buried there, stating that only a small portion of the land was searched. He remembers a time that his mother was having a manic episode and made a disturbing confession, claiming that Gary's body would be found on the property, but that the property would remain untouched until she and Walter both passed away. Guy says that he feels the police aren't doing what they should to help find his missing brother. And in fact, he feels like they've been putting off his brother's case and favoring his mother's protection. In one instance, Guy hired a company to dig up the septic tank on the property, but police stopped him, saying that the property rights belonged to Charlene and that he had no right to be digging there. They ordered him and his girlfriend to leave the property immediately. In 2015, another tip came in that Gary's body was buried at the family's former home in North Phoenix on Cave Creek and Greenway. The tip claimed that the body was encased in concrete, a dig and crime scene search was conducted, but no evidence was ever uncovered. Charlene Hose would pass away in 2016 after Walter had passed away from lung cancer in February of 2014. Neither of them were ever questioned about the disappearance of Gary Hose, and sadly, his case has gone cold. The property was passed down to Jeff, who Jerry and Guy claimed to be Charlene's favorite child, and it's unclear if there have been any more searches on the three-acre property since. The brothers have been haunted by the disappearance of Gary, and they desperately want to find his missing body and give him a proper burial. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knott. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video.